0: Hello, and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hi everyone, I'm your host, Chris Sands, and today I'm joined by a trio from Mustang Styley Brewing down in Chantilly. Is that the right way to say it? I? I never know if uh, it's... An, okay, I'm seeing a yes, I'm seeing a no. Two different... So, Chantilly? Okay, can I get a third? Can I get a third person to weigh in on whether I pronounce that correctly?
1: I say it with an SH, but I also have a fat tongue. So I'm gonna
2: tongue. let her have it.
0: I, <laughs> I grew up in Western Pennsylvania and we say everything wrong, so I don't <laughs> <laughs> So I'll, I'll just stick with whatever I said. Um I think this may be one of the first episodes oh no, because couple episodes ago when we did the charity thing it was it was um mainly women but the first time we're a brewery staff the women are outnumbering the men we're joined <laughs> by the lone man anderson moss
1: hey guys how's it going
0: who is the sales director for mustang sally joined by bridget turner who is the head brewer there and hi everybody and you may recognize her from a couple weeks ago chelsea bailey she does the social media for mustang sally and is an influencer hi and also (laughs) an all-around pleasant individual
2: better (laughs) also alive but that's fine
0: (laughs) um so i um i think i can't remember who maybe was talking to you chelsea or maybe it was in communication with you, Anderson. I can't remember. But uh, it seems like um, Mustang Sally kind of did like a complete 180 or maybe just went from you know, like being a brewery that some people knew about to getting a much larger um, notice about a we year know. ago.
3: Um.
0: So that that's definitely what made me more aware of Mustang Sally. So I want to thank you guys for, and gals, mainly gals for coming on to talk about the brewery. Um, who wants to tell the origin story? That's usually where we start out, like how the brewery got founded. Hopefully one of you know that story.
1: So Chelsea, me. Chelsea technically predates me because she was, I, I came in at the, I guess, end of February, beginning of March, uh, fantastic timing considered for 2020 um so chelsea if you want to talk a little bit about what you've done uh, or what we were doing on the front side um i can fill in the blanks
2: um so i think he was talking about like the origin of the brewery itself yes am i correct yes Um, so my understanding is that um mustang sally is actually the name of the uh yacht or sailboat that, uh, Sean used to race when he was in college. So it's kind of a, a pet project after, um, he had a professional life in the, the business sphere and kind of made the transition over to beer about five years ago, I believe. Um, and you know, we've obviously seen the evolution of uh, Mustang Sally from kind of a more traditional style beers to, uh, wild cans and wild experiments. And, uh, a lot of other things, so <laughs> I hope that
0: helps. I'm <laughs> yeah. so
2: good at talking.
0: <laughs> Words are hard.
2: Words are so hard.
0: <laughs> um. So, do you? It's it kind of interesting. The um, one of the f- founders, he's no longer with the distillery of Lion Distilling. Um. Also raced sailboats. I think oh, okay. he does. I think he does still race sailboats. Sailboats. But he does no longer work at Lion Distilling, or own it, whatever.
3: Yeah,
1: I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, think, Sean sailing, I don't think Sean's sailing any sailboats right now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he uh, he grew up in Germany. Also, you know, he's had family over there, and he uh, just loved old world styles, loggers in particular. Um, so you know, that was really our bread and butter, leading out to start uh, the the brewery and now it's our bread and butter because article one, our Amber Lager in particular has been, um, you know, more so what has carried our brand and it has the most draft placement. It has easily our uh, largest volume for numbers, but it it just shows kind of what's been going on the past year, how it's changed, uh, what we want to do with the market and how we've done it It is uh, one way to uh, preface, I guess, what you want to launch into.
0: Um, was he a home brewer, or he was just interested in craft beer?
1: He was just interested in craft beer. Okay.
0: So, like, yeah. he he didn't start it and start out brewing there or anything. It was, he founded the brewery, hired a, brew ma- or a brewer to begin with, and then.
1: Correct. And that, that first brewmaster was actually uh, uh, Kenny Allen from uh, True Respite.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. And that was in between um Old Dominion, is that where he was? Correct. And he was at Mustang Sally then.
1: Yeah, so I've never met Kenny. Hope he's doing well. And True Rutherford's doing great work up there.
0: Kenny's yeah. a great guy. He's an eclectic guy. He's fun.
1: Love hearing fun. Love to hear that.
0: Um so Bridget, how did you get into yeah. brewing? Why like what what took you to that career path? Because I'm always interested in that because I've had plenty of guests on who have talked about like the need for making craft brewing more diverse. Um, and one of the things that's always said is a negative to it is that it's not super inviting even for <laughs> like for people to want to been by those people. I mean like women or basically non-white men with beards um so what made you choose that as a career path
4: well I started as a bartender I was a bartender for like 10 years and I was just kind of getting tired of serving people their drinks and talking to them all day long so I decided that I wanted to move on with the career path and like when you've been a bartender your whole life, you can kind of like go into being a sales rep for a brand or, you know, or just continue bartending for the rest of your life. And no one wants which to be like cool.
0: Anderson. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I, I just, I'm not into sales. Like I'm not particularly good at it. And I just, I don't know. I have a hard time with it. So, you know, it was either you can serve the beer, you could sell the beer. Uh, behind the scenes or then I was like well I could make the beer and so I talked to um, a couple friends who were in the industry already and I decided to sign up for brew school and I left my job at my regular sports bar to get a job bartending at a craft brewery while I was waiting to go into brewing. So like I didn't have any concerns about like being a woman or being welcomed or not because really i had no clue what i was even getting into
2: it was like <laughs> a, little, a little surprise so
0: pure ignorance just guided you straight barreling <laughs> yeah, towards yeah. the career yeah.
2: i feel like that's
4: the way to do it <laughs> yeah it sounds great to be a brewer i'm gonna make beer all day sign me up and and i went to brew school in england so that was like a no-brainer too Cause I was kind of just like, great! I'll take a four month vacation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> where Where did you go?
4: I went to Brew Lab in Sunderland.
0: Okay, I believe in, in Northern I've, England. I've definitely had someone on that's gone that went there.
4: Um, I Virgin don't McAdoo, uh,
0: That sounds like there. a made up name.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: He's the
4: head brewer for ordering. That's and what I thought. I okay. Went to college with him, and so he went there. I know a lot like they've definitely had a lot of people pass through there it's one of the more um hands-on brew schools that you could go to like like literally three times a week we were actually brewing or going to a brewery or doing something more than just reading powerpoints
0: do so how long ago was that
4: oh jeez, i think i graduated in 2014 so
0: okay six years- it's yeah that uh, i was hoping it was more recent because i was just wondering like do they even bother teaching like do, do they only teach traditional styles like i would especially expect over yeah. there that it's all just traditional styles like yeah uh, production brewing tight like perfect the the classics and they don't even well, England- mention the word <laughs> fruited sour or or hazy IPA. Oh,
3: not. <laughs> I missed IPA very badly while I was over there because England
4: isn't like Germany where they have like their really like classic awesome styles, you know, that they try to like nail down. Um, England's beer is like weird. And my, my actual... Well, did disease- you know
0: that they invented the IPA so that it could be... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not even gonna, I'm not even gonna go on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they make yeah. beer so they can get drunk. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's really that's really the point of British beer. I'm sorry yeah. if I offend anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it,
4: it, It's all cask too, Ugh. which is uh, oh, just bored to be oxidized. It's so like, what, not.
0: So salad. you don't you don't like cask
2: that? No, no, I don't. No, no.
0: I hate Cascale
2: yeah. You know, I mean, oxidized.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's literally when you watch them, Bill Kegs, like they're not even, they're just like taking like a cup of beer out of a tank and pouring it into a cask. It might as well be like, it is like the silliest process in the world.
0: Yeah. Every time I'm someplace <laughs> or I hear someone like how excited about the cask that's there, yeah. like all runs through is my head is like, why? Like, who cares? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want a flat beer.
2: I was like, I'm not a cast girl. Like, you can't sell me on it.
0: I mean, I, yeah, love, I, I, I love the idea of, like, I mean, typically <laughs> it's done where people get really creative with mixing in different ingredients. And that's a lot of what it's done in craft breweries now. And I can get a little excited about that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I'm never going to drink it because, I don't know, I like... I like my beer carbonated, and
4: <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean, the, the British um, with the beer engine that they pour out of, they put little uh, pieces called sparklers on the actual faucet, so like it gives it like, like a carbonation, like a foaminess, a creaminess to it. Barely. It yeah, but that's that's like for like legit
2: breweries.
4: But down in, like, the south of England, it's a little different. Like, they like it with no head on it and no carbonation.
2: I can't live there.
0: They're wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's weird.
0: No so, air conditioning and
1: no, no carbonation, I think.
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't even belong to the... You're um, So how, how long of a program was that? And what, what made you choose to go there instead of, like to um uc berkeley or to um England. what's the one in chi- chicago um diebel, diebel yeah
4: it's it. yeah so uh all of like uc davis is a really popular one too uh but those all had really long waiting lists to get it oh like like two years long and i was i'm an impatient person
0: so
4: <laughs> like, i just want to so, make like, beer like now <laughs> So I went to England. And I think also because, like, uh, Siebel is also, they partner with Domans in Munich and half the programs uh, in Germany. And uh, German beer is just honestly better than British beer. So I think that's probably why that school is a little bit more popular uh. than uh, Brew Lab. But, uh, you know, I mean, regardless, I. I learned a ton i was was gonna say i would think like
0: the fundamentals are still the same like you're you're probably what you're learning more of and i'm saying this as if i've ever even attended any kind of class but i would assume it's more of those like process type things like how how to make um like from the quality standpoint is that accurate or Am I just completely well, making things up as I ramble?
4: Yes, a little bit. Up. Shop up, influencer. <laughs> but usually the school starts with like, okay, like how do you take barley and get it to have germinate? It germinates itself so that you can get the sugars out of it, and then they talk about like the science of what happens in the mash. And like I only had to take a tour at Guinness,
0: Guinness to, to learn that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I did not roll my eyes any harder. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to like verbalize that so people listening to the podcast knew that I was rolling my eyes at you. <laughs>
0: Noted. Yeah, I'll, I'll add that to the show notes. Wonderful. Fourteen fifty-three. Chelsea know. rolls eyes aggressively.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so back to Bridget.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, let let's um let's take a real quick sponsor break. <laughs> Um, And then I'll go back to uh, mocking, learning how to brew professionally. It's wonderful. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations, located off of Urbana Pike, featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts. Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs, or one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. Uncapped is brought to you with support from McClintock Distilling, Maryland's first and only organic certified distillery. They are well known for their award-winning gin and are rapidly growing a name for themselves for their Matchstick Bourbon and bootjack Rye Whiskey that have both won double gold at international spirits competitions. You can visit them in historic downtown Frederick along Carroll Creek for tours and tastings. Go to mcclintockdistilling.com for more information.
2: (laughs) I just don't know who messed it up more, me or Bridget.
0: I don't know, leaving that part in though. Um, And also, I I apologize for any noise that may end up getting heard here. I don't know what the people I live with are doing upstairs, but it sounds like they're trying to tear the house apart.
2: (laughs) don't hear anything then now i'm gonna actively listen for it and judge you
0: for it well i mean you're not gonna hear it. like this mic picks up like this far away from it so it's...
2: No, unless unless know. they're really t-
0: because it was it was loud enough to the point that i was concerned for a little bit um i as when i was working earlier there were definitely two or three times that um the the five-year-old must have fallen out of a chair and it was a really loud thud she hasn't properly learned how to use them yet
2: me neither (laughs) chairs
0: yeah they're chairs are hard that's why i get ones with arms because they hold you they hold you in place (laughs) getting smaller
1: too and it really needs to stop say that again the chairs just keep getting smaller and smaller
2: (laughs) yeah the chair is anderson
1: Okay. Yes, I will blame the chair. Twenty twenty has been a little rough. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will take all my aggravation out of the chairs.
2: <laughs> I had a I had a annual review at my full time job today, and I was just like, I don't have actual professional clothes to go in and have this review. <laughs> <laughs> did I wear yoga pants. I sure did.
0: I don't. I, I don't even know the last time I had a review. I well, think I've I had. A job for a six months,
3: so I didn't
0: I've a only job. had like one or two in the 14 years I've worked at the newspaper. Wow. So you're doing a great
2: job
0: then. Apparently, I don't know. They let me do this. I get to drink while I'm working.
2: I mean, I think Good you're doing long. something right. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I was like, I like that glassware you got
0: there, sir. It is a pretty cool glass, isn't
1: it? I love that glass.
3: <laughs>
0: um. Oh yeah. I guess for anyone listening, it's the glass from uh, the Saints Row glass for hype Bros 3.0 that Chelsea and I grace the presence of. <laughs> Her because she's an influencer and uh, content creator. Yeah. Oh yeah, content creator. Um So Bridget, you went to school in England because they make your favorite beer? Yeah, um, totally. How how long was the program?
4: Uh it was 12 weeks uh of actual like school, but I was over there for 4 months. Stop stop it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So where did, where was your first um, job brewing?
4: Uh, actually, I was a seller person at uh, Beltway Brewing Company in Sterling. Okay, they're like a contract brewery. Yeah. and uh, I I that was where I got uh, a job bartending uh, at the brewery, and I convinced the owner Stan to let me work in the back one day a week. And I was just cleaning kegs and stuff. And then as it got closer to brew school, I was cleaning tanks and transferring beers and carving the beers and doing all the, uh, you know, the, the beginner type of stuff. And then when I came back from brew school, I worked full time in the back as a seller person. So that was my first job at a brewery in production and then i moved to Tampa Florida and uh became like an actual legitimate brewer making wort
0: was it beneficial to start out like that at a contract brewer I mean, cuz like it was i would yeah cuz i would think like the the volume and all the different You're you're probably encountering more recipes, more techniques and stuff by doing so many different breweries, um, recipes.
4: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was really interesting to look in on how other people were doing things and, and, uh, the different ingredients that they were using and, you know, just their different business models as well. And since it was a contract brewery, like it was really important that like, we had all the best um, all the best tools for the trade, you know, so we had, like, really expensive equipment and really cool things, and so I came out the gate, like, learning a lot about a lot of different things, but then it got to a point where I was like, okay, well, like, I want to try making my own beer. I want to see what it's like to distribute, uh, like, work for a beer company that actually distributes their own beer and does that whole process and like does the sales and too. like, I missed all of that for the first two and a half years of my career. So, I mean, eventually there, there was definitely, definitely let me want something more, but it was a great experience at the same time.
0: So where did you go from there?
4: From there I went to Tampa Bay Brewing company.
2: Um, they had, let me
0: guess that had- is in, Tampa.
2: Tampa Bay. So clever. Gold star.
0: You know what I'm not getting a gold star for? The window that is recording this podcast has disappeared, and I cannot get it to come back.
2: <laughs> Did we pause?
0: I, it's not going to help. No, we are just keep talking. I'm paying attention while frantically figuring out how to get this window back. Um... But yeah, so that's... So Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa yeah, Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay. <laughs> uh,
4: <laughs> they, uh, they've been in business for like 20 years, and they had just been operating like a little brew pub. And when I moved down there, they had just opened a big production facility. So that was where I went to work. It was like a 30 barrel brew house. Uh, and I was there for about a year and a half. And then I moved back here and I helped um, the guys at Solace open their doors. And I would lead Brewer there. And Solace I, is in uh, uh, I guess it's technically Sterling, like Dulles. Area. just say Northern Virginia?
0: Yeah. Northern Virginia. That's, that's what we all know it as.
2: <laughs> Chris doesn't cross the border.
0: Not often. <laughs> well, addressed. well, I mean, I definitely, I do, um, wow, this is starting to concern me. I I do, and that, of course, now I have it, now it's the only way I can get it to show up is on another monitor, so I'm not looking at the camera whenever I talk. Oh, this is great. Um, whenever, uh, people are allowed to work together in person, I go to Leesburg Mm semi-often. Because we also, um... The frederick news post is affiliated with the Loudon times mirror and then i also i provide the um it support for them also
3: Know uh, so
4: you do it support but you've got a missing window right
0: now yeah kind of embarrassing <laughs> huh apparently i'm not good at my job well like, the problem so so herein lies the problem Depending on what yeah. I do to try to fix this, it could kill the recording. plug
2: <laughs> so, back in.
0: Yeah, so I can't be like super aggressive. Like every time mm. I click, like I if I if I right click, I and mean, the this is so interesting for everyone. I'm betting if I click,
2: <laughs> driving down the road, going all right. Well, we're yeah. on my IT tricks here.
0: Yeah, it's like I'm glad I don't work at the Frederick News Post and need IT support. Uh-huh. Um, if I, if I right click on, on Chrome and put show all windows, then it pops up. But the second I go to click on it, it disappears somewhere and I don't know where it went.
2: I stopped listening.
0: I have no suggestions. Mm -hmm. I'm not really listening to myself either. Um, all right. So then you went to solace and... Uh I, I've never been there, but I went to a um went to a conference for beer writing in um Leesburg and there was a, a gathering hosted at Vanish mm-hmm. where a lot of the Loudoun County breweries brought their beer so we could like all the people at the conference would go through and try everything and I had some of Solace's stuff there. Um it was really cool. good. Which I would yeah. Wait, so that was two years ago. Would you have been the brewer there then?
2: Yeah.
0: Well, you, yeah. You made good beer. Good job.
2: <laughs> <laughs> make, make, present yes. tense.
0: Well, I have not had any of the beer she brewed for you all yet. So well, I I'm can't... Just
2: telling you what you should already know.
0: Uh, now well, I can't even give the show up brewed, that way.
4: Technically, I've only brewed uh, like two and a half of them so far since I'm I'm the brand new head brewer.
0: So how long um how long have you been at Mustang Sally?
4: I started in October.
0: So brand brand new.
4: Brand brand new, yeah. Yeah, so once they uh started doing like their rebranding stuff. Oh yeah, those are my two beers. Save Bandit and what's the other one called? Seize the Carp.
2: Seize the Carp. Seize the Carp. Seize the Carp. Yeah, but. Can we uh, show
0: those again? I can see the screen now. It's not fixed. I can just see the...
2: Can you get your life together?
0: No, I can't.
2: Cool. Good talk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is Safe Bandit a reference to? Oh,
2: that's an Anderson question. I was like, let Anderson take this. It's from the office. It's oh for the, yes, I, for fire drill
1: episode.
0: Yes. I have uh, surprising to I'm sure Chelsea, I have a glass that depicts the fire scene <laughs> one.
3: Oh that's can uh,
2: your glasses.
0: Isn't it normal to have a glass for every occasion? And reference no. and beer? <laughs>
2: I
4: drink everything out of a big stein. Water, <laughs> cola, beer, liquor,
0: all of it. Oh, I really wish I could figure out how to fix this.
2: Do you like <laughs> want to pause the thing and then start again?
0: No, you we're, in, a, we're in this, we're going yep. good. This is good.
2: All right. Good talk. It's
0: really interesting. Um,
2: I'm providing so, IT support.
0: So you were, um, and I apologize because I was about 70% listening to you, 30% panicking. Um, when uh, when you were at Solace, you were the head brewer there too, right?
4: Yeah, I was the lead brewer. Lead brewer. Which is, There's so yeah, many like, different
0: words.
4: Yeah, yeah. Head brewer does like, uh, in most cases, people view the head brewer as like more like doing desk work like ordering ingredients and making sure other people aren't screwing everything up. Okay. Uh but uh a uh, lead brewer in the case of like a big production brewery is like the one who's actually
0: the physically on making the, all boots on the brew deck.
4: Yes, exactly. Yes. And uh, I'm- by the time I left Solace, I think we had a team of like 10 brewers and production assistants. So, like, I was managing all of them. And uh, I, I really don't like managing that many people. But <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> so, that's why like must say I Sally fixed it. Because it's like a one, one person show.
0: Okay, now I can pay full attention to you. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> great.
0: <laughs> to repeat
2: everything that you said since you started working at tampa bay <laughs> or,
0: <Yeah>. um <laughs> no it, it fell apart shortly after we came back from the break so i think right around <laughs> now we're um <laughs> yeah i was gonna because i was gonna say solace is a fairly big brewery right yeah.
4: yeah uh they definitely came out the gate wanting to be like a big production facility. Uh it's a 20 barrel brew house and we started with four uh 40 barrel fermenters I believe but by the time I left I think there was like 12 fermenters going up to 80 barrels and it was just like cranking beer all day every day like getting into triple brew days uh which is a lot of work i mean like probably like 15 hour days that they're running over there still.
3: Wow.
0: So they're, mean, put, they're putting out a lot of beer then.
4: Oh, hell yeah. They I, are, re- yeah, I didn't, big, I didn't, kn- like like, I knew
0: they were bigger, but I didn't realize they were that, that big.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And like, they, I mean, it was like pretty kick-ass from the beginning. Like, it, you know, for day one, like they just did really awesome. And, and it was really great to be a part of that, you know, and, and be, uh, help do something so successful
0: um let's take a our second quick sponsor break let me gather my composure and we will get back into learning about uh mustang sally
2: are you sure
0: who knows what could happen this time i'm there's plenty (laughs) of other things for me to break (laughs) so we will be right back There are many reasons why I've chosen District East for where I purchase beer. I love the flexibility of being able to make a custom six-pack or take home a crowler from one of the eight beers on tap. The friendly and knowledgeable staff do an amazing job at keeping a diverse selection on hand. You can even purchase artwork from the monthly featured artist. District East is located on Northeast Street in Frederick in the same shopping center as Family Mill and Rockwell Brewery. You can find today's beer lists on the District East Facebook page or at www.districteast.beer. To all you craft breweries, wineries, and distilleries out there, listen up. Atlantic Custom Solutions is the real deal in providing you branded growlers, ceramics, glassware, and accessories like koozies, coasters, and keychains. Their high-definition digital printing, organic ink, and low-fire process ensures your brand is printed in ultra-high definition, giving you a one-up on the competition. We've used Atlantic Custom solutions for uncapped branded glassware and couldn't be happier with it. Check them out. Visit www.brandmybeverage.com or give them a call at 434-286-4500 to learn more about how they can help you brand your business. I figured I should probably get a second beer also. The way this is going, I may need more. And that's purely an indictment on me, not you all this time oh, no, this no
2: time <laughs> See, i don't know why you haven't learned chris just line them up like right near your computer
0: yeah but i mean my my um beer fridge is like six feet to my right so i just go over to there <laughs> um, the benefit
1: of having the brewery to myself for that?
0: yeah you're, they're all over the place for you <laughs> Um. Yeah, I once someone was telling me how much they enjoyed the podcast, and then in an effort to compliment me, they told me they loved how afri- how unafraid I am to be wrong. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it was Very a com- pretty sure as a compliment, but <laughs>
1: yeah, good compliments.
0: Yeah, big fan. He's a big fan. Um. So. How um, what size brew house does Mustang Sally have?
4: It's a thirty barrel brew
0: house. Oh, so it's and then, it's that's a not not a very small operation then.
4: No, it's pretty big, pretty big. Uh, we've got some decent sized fermenters too. We have four sixty barrel fermenters, uh, two thirties, and then two tens.
0: So you two are so. putting out a bunch of beer.
4: Oh, we I'm hoping that we will be. I mean, right now, I mean, it's pandemic, so it's slow. And, uh, you know, we're transitioning from the more traditional styles into like the more trendy uh, hype beers that all the cool boys want. So influencers uh, love them. I know. I love them too. <laughs> I'm a big fan of glitter beers, so watch out for that one day.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that makes me so happy. Can I help? I that?
4: Yeah. That's the that's the danger maybe of hiring a female head brewer. Is that like I'm like, oh yes,
2: glitter beers for sure. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with this. Uh, no.
0: That is sexist. You guys a man, <laughs> a man can put glitter in a beer just as yes, well as a woman yeah. can.
1: i want glitter in a beer just because of how upset everybody gets when glitter goes into a beer
0: yeah yeah
4: i
1: love like all polarizations of the spectrum i love the reactions
4: yeah i love haters
0: can we make a glitter beer together i want a glitter beer i so that same conference i was at someone brought a bottle of utopias and was passing it around and they um i agree with you chelsea it's not good but, um, Sorry, <laughs> like someone, I said that. <laughs> you used the outside voice and said the inside one. Um, someone had edible glitter, so I put a bunch of the glitter in the Utopias, <laughs> and it really, no! it, it, yeah. It there were several people that did not find that amusing. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that is awesome. I would have loved it personally. <laughs> I would have been right there with
0: you. So if you ever want to make a beer with me, I would be happy to make a glitter beer because okay. I well, think well, craft well, beer well, should well, be well. fun, and there is nothing wrong with glitter being in beer. <laughs> yeah,
2: glitter and cookies. Chris just wants to be on another like label. That is his goal. He's gonna. It's like Pokemon. He's collecting all the breweries. Good. I. I'd love
1: that. We're looking for people to be on labels. There you go. <laughs> label yeah i was on one label and my social anxiety absolutely hated it
0: <laughs> i i've only been on a couple
2: i was like mine didn't <laughs>
0: <laughs> well so the first one i was on i um it never dawned on me till canning day that what if this beer's not good <laughs> and <laughs> So, I was driving from Frederick down the True Respite, and it just popped into my head. I'm like, wait, what if I hate this beer? My face <laughs> is on it. <laughs> Thankfully, it was good, and I enjoyed it.
3: Yeah,
4: right?
0: Because that would have been very unfortunate.
4: <laughs> I wouldn't really have that problem, because I'd be the one making the beer. So, I would hope that... Oh.
1: Oh, Bridget, you'll be on a beer eventually.
4: Uh, it's gonna happen. i a beer.
1: Bare minimum, I'm at least trying to get all of our pets onto a beer label.
4: Yeah, I, I put Ruka. Ruka was on a beer.
0: Lean one closer time. to your iPad.
4: Oh, <laughs> am I? Am I hard here? That sounds yeah. much
0: better. <laughs> okay. Um. So before the world shut down. Was Mustang Sally more of a um, tap room sales brewery, or were you putting a lot of prod, uh package product out?
2: So I mean, and I can, I, anyways. Um, so as the world was shutting down, is when well, we were bringing Anderson on, and we had just kind of started making Good the timing room. Anderson. It was kind
0: of <laughs> <laughs> cheers, uh, buddy. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: drank a whole lot this year. But, um, you know, in November is when we had done the initial rebrand, like, launch and had made the transition from bottles to cans. So, we were, like, just slowly just making those transitions and starting to, trying to penetrate the, the like, the can market as everything. So, it was just, like, it, in the beginning of everything that we were trying to do and all the different transitions that we were trying to make. So, um, but, I mean fairly you know popular like tasting room spot you know we've got a really spacious tasting room so like people were able to have like large gatherings and like you know group events and everything else we have plenty of pinball machines so people come in they shoot the shit on the the pinball machines you know
0: we're we not allowed to swear normal. doing this
2: so
1: <laughs> yeah there was a, I mean <clears throat> the transition with covid uh was very strange because the thing with transitioning from bottles to cans is that we lost a lot of chain placements with that. Um, you know, being a, having six pack formats, uh, in a lot of these grocery stores in particular, um, you know, we weren't put into any new sets with these four packs. So the moment that COVID hit, we didn't have any grocery placement outside of total wine and a couple spots of Whole Foods.
0: Are you just bragging that you have beer in grocery stores? No. Is that what you're you're doing? (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, we can
0: go to a grocery store and get beer. Where do hey, you I, have to I, get it, Chris?
1: Well, about a year and a half later, we're we're getting there. <laughs> we got you know, that was No, that
0: I meant in general. Thing. We like in Maryland, we're not allowed to buy beer in grocery stores.
2: Yeah, Maryland's fucking weird. Yeah, I gotta run in hot
0: with the F bomb.
2: Sorry, you told me I could cuss on this.
0: I told you not to. No, you didn't. Oh. Okay.
1: <laughs> but yeah, well to be fair, honestly, this, uh, converting into these smaller shop can models uh, is essentially what we started to go to, because one thing that we wanted to do is that we didn't change branding up. Uh, we were changing the look and feel of the brewery. We wanted to be more energizing, more fun, um, and the cans were the one way that we were able to show that. We just didn't have any homes for them to go. Uh, we didn't have any grocery stores to go into. We didn't get to capitalize off of that big bum rush to the uh, bottle shop or to any of the grocery stores. And at that time, we weren't producing anything on a small batch side that gave us the capability for someone to go to the store and find something interesting to pick up. Um, so your so job we-
0: was really easy when you started, is what you're saying.
1: <laughs> we had, so we had, we had a check-style dark lager uh, that I think lagered for maybe, maybe 12 weeks <laughs> because we just didn't know where the homes were going to be, where <laughs> it was going to be. Distribution wasn't picking up anything. So that beer, that beer was called Half Moon Rising, and that was actually the first little test run on how we could do these sixteen ounce cans uh, and start rotating a little bit more. So, a special model um, to keep the tapper more interesting. So, we really needed to drive to go sales. You know, we're fairly stripped down operation. So, you know, we right now we don't have the numbers to be able to be like, hey, someone could go out and run these deliveries because at the same time we're simultaneously trying to make sure the ship's going the right path. Yeah. So. You know, it, it gave us some time to think about it. And I think really starting in uh, the end of June, uh, beginning of July was when we were able to start kicking things up into high gear. We ordered two new 10 barrel fermenters. Uh, we ordered a new Gosling canning line to give us a little bit more of a capability. Single fill, you know, about 20 cases an hour. So nothing crazy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we, we were reliant so much upon Iron Heart canning. And uh, first off, shout out to those guys. I love Ironheart so much. Love hanging out with them. They're good people. Um, but yeah, you know, we got to can about 160 cases of a double IPA in order to make that reasonable. Um, reality is that the market doesn't want 160 cases without a home to go. So finding a way to be able to scale that back mm-hmm. and make it interesting for the tap room really kicked us into gear. And, you know, all that time working from the brewery, working from home, it was me and Sean and our, our old brewer, Ryan, uh, which Ryan he transitioned out. He's now up with Schilling. Uh, and New Hampshire, uh, helping develop some of their Wood Area Sour program. And, you know, we just saw an opportunity with being able to play in this market. You know, if we can get a couple releases each month, show what we're doing that's interesting. We had a ton of success in the past with, um, you know, our first DIPA that we came out with, or I guess first Hazy, was the Simpsons did it, uh, double IPA. And that was a little bit of a dig on ourselves because we waited so long to play in that game <laughs> for so long and uh, mm-hmm. it went over really well. So uh, July was a good time to be able to kick that off and bring back Simpsons did it, put it in with a can. JP helped with the artwork on that one. And, you know, we were really happy with it. So it, it set up a new cadence. I was able to go out and, you know, set up about 20 different small accounts to be like, hey, you know, we're going to bring in these small batch accounts or small batch beers. We don't want to go crazy with it. Don't want to overburden you. Um, yeah, it's, something's fun. So
0: did you guys have a bottling line?
1: We did. We did.
0: Did you get rid of it or you still have it too?
1: We're we're trying to sell the bottling line right now. We sold the labeler this weekend to a good old brewery down in Alabama called Goat Island Brewing, which I knew about them because I went to school in Tuscaloosa and make a a good blood orange Berliner rice. Uh, But yeah, they came up and picked it up uh, this past weekend and the check cleared. So we love them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that has got to be um, just super labor intensive to can that much beer with a gosling.
1: Oh, it even yeah. when you're hand labeling everything afterwards. Everything yeah. by itself.
0: <laughs> so Bridget, you love canning days? <laughs>
1: of
4: love. Yeah. Uh, I've always hated canning, dude. Like from the day I I saddled up to my first canning line. I was like, this sucks. So <laughs> I'm not really sure how I kept staying in the breweries, but, uh, you know, here I am.
2: I was like, you haven't quit yet. Please yeah, don't
4: quit. one beer at a time. <laughs> really great. So hopefully we get a real canning line one day. But, I mean, the thing works great. Like, it's really a, a pretty cool piece of equipment when it comes down to it.
0: There's oh, um, they must have sold a ton of them through this. There are so many places that, um, recently got goslings.
4: I think ours is number five.
0: Yeah.
1: No, I know like the
4: the number the the model number is like 105. So like we are we have the first one.
2: <laughs> we have the idea first.
1: Yeah. So we're the only brewery that's ever thought of this.
0: A, <laughs> well, actually, every yeah. all the other breweries I know that that purchase Goslings, they haven't started using them yet. They're just sitting there. Well, to be fair, Owen was that's not committed to When I started,
1: them. when I started
4: at Mustang Sally, they had had it for like what, like five months.
0: No.
3: They um, <laughs> yeah, they
4: had not fired it up, and I was like, um, "Okay, we're gonna turn this thing on, and we're gonna we're gonna try to use it." So that was my first goal at the brewery. Let's get that little shit up and
2: running.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, I yeah, just
2: it's it's a tech messages. I don't work there on a regular basis. I'm <laughs> in the building on a regular basis.
1: To put this into context, Chris, I feel awful because you know Chelsea's over in Alexandria, and I'm talking to her from the brewery, and she's like, "Hey, so is there any new update?" And I'm just like, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's trying to go through, uh, supposedly all it took was an update, but, you know, I don't know what to do. <laughs> we Yeah, it was a
4: software update. I mean, that's the crazy thing about, like, a lot of those pieces of equipment, man. Like, uh, they just, like, they don't tell you that you need a software update until you go through literally every single scenario and try to fix every little thing and it still doesn't work and they're like oh, oh that's because you need an upgrade i'm like thanks yeah, yeah they'll
1: thanks be on the phone with you the whole time and wait to the very last second to be like well have you tried turning it on and turn it off again
0: I've suggested that
2: once tonight that's 80 <laughs> yeah.
0: that's 80 percent of my job <laughs> just telling people to reboot <laughs> <laughs> it works most of the time i'll tell you what so both of the, both of the beers that i'm drinking That I've drank are not I wouldn't say old but they're older and both of them Mm -hmm. I feel like are better than when I had them fresh.
1: What did you drink? I understand that. I see a kush while you have
0: now. Yeah so I had the first one was um, Dan's Jams Plum Diddlyumptious their their imperial version of Dan's Jams. Super good Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure you've had this Chelsea the batter up from the Uh, collab between okay it's a uh, collab between Kushwa and Rar.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah, that's, cool. That sounds lovely.
0: It is that, a cherry so, funnel so cake sour. Sorry, go ahead. Does it
4: have a little blue tab? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Um, I've never actually seen that on a craft beer can
0: there is some place that ordered a ton of these lids and then didn't need them. There are a ton of craft breweries right now that have these lids because they like were put out into the market after. Oh, so
4: it's just an accident.
0: Yeah, I mean you can get them, but yeah, you. I mean you can um, obviously you can order them like that, but there are a bunch of breweries that just got them that way because they were a surplus from
3: Bridget
0: someone someone that had purposely ordered them.
2: Can, can we just make that a regular happy accident?
0: So, so that's the thing, Bridget. Yeah, just that's order cool.
1: It on accident. It's the same way. If you want to do some multicolored pop tops, I wouldn't be mad either. Sean might, but I won't. And that's just the
3: decision, so...
0: But, but you should. They don't cost any more. They're, they're the same exact price, and I think it looks awesome when you color coordinate no, they need
2: them. To be blue and they need to be yellow. And they need to be pink and green and happiness.
0: But yeah, both um, idiom... I don't think they make glitter ones, but that's a good idea. Maybe you could pitch it to them. Um,
2: <laughs> I will come in hand glitter, then.
0: Idiom and (laughs) Frederick has started doing that. They've started using the different colors to coordinate with the color of the can. Um, And Fourscore has always done that.
2: Cool. Let's do it. I'm down. I like this. It's more like a marketing meeting, and you just happen to be here, Chris.
1: Yeah.
2: It's cute. Like, I'm really glad that you're hosting us. And the
1: good thing is that we have a recorded decision. So if I go to tomorrow, we We
2: We also have recorded evidence of you going. Sean might be
0: mad, but okay. Yeah. I mean, don't worry. There's only ten or so thousand people that listen to this, so it, there aren't that many witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, I, I'm still still thinking about how, like, you have a huge brew house by like, m- uh, small brewery standards and pretty large fermenters and you're canning with a gosling that's <laughs> gotta be miserable <laughs> but yeah. i mean like i mean i'm not trying to throw it like i'm not throwing shade at all it makes complete sense i mean you obviously bought it during a time that's like you really needed cans but i'm sure didn't want to invest a ton of capital during completely unknown times
2: yeah and also like you know and maybe I'm speaking out of place, but you know, our, our, our Amber and our Pilsner, those are kind of our, like our flagship and our go-to. So we were also transitioning to the small bash program as it, as it were. So, yeah, you know, it kind of made sense as we were kind of like launching off the smaller program to not like, you know, dive full in and like whatever else, like. I feel like it was it was a smart decision as we were making this like transition.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean they're substantially cheaper, but they they still yeah. give you the um, high quality product with low DO yeah. and all that. Yeah.
1: Now that's not that's not to say that you know uh, what we want to do eventually is obviously we want to switch to a five fill head uh, yeah. on the glasslings and be able to bust mm-hmm. them out
0: which would definitely be more in line with the rest of the brewery size. So,
1: and that's, that kind of a cool little segment is that like, that's what 2021 is really bringing in a lot of new opportunities. It gave us a lot of time to refocus what we wanted to do. Yeah, I think one thing that all of us really wanted to do is just show where the brand was at now, uh, how it's changing and how it can be fluid. Because I mean, it was changing every single day with, uh, new restrictions that were coming in, new things that we wanted to do. The market's still changing and we were still rough on what we wanted to do. So we got to really pick up on see what was going to happen, see where the commitment might be able to come through, especially with our distributor because our distributor picking up a beer, the biggest end all be all. So, um, you know, November was a good timing. Uh, we got a monthly feature over at Total Wine um, and that gave a good opportunity to showcase a lot of our Total IPAs in particular. Yeah so uh you know that that number and the ira data was able to translate and it looks like uh by the time of march we are going to be able to break into harris teeter um you know with full distribution deal that will be able to help signal
0: oh i can go uh, shop at a grocery store and get beer
2: <laughs> i need mean, the volume numbers man i'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but
0: realistically that's uh
2: grocery shopping beer drinkers are they pay the same kind of money <laughs> That's why I'm trying to play in both, and that's also why I'm trying No, to, you know,
0: I mean, it's awesome. It. I wish I could run to the grocery store, pick up some lunch meat yeah. and a four-pack, <laughs> but I'm not allowed, because I'm in Maryland.
1: To be oh. fair, at the same time, I want to go to my grocery store and pick up a beer that's outside of the 12 to... No, I take that back. I'm lying now. They're like 25 brands each at each grocery store.
2: That's yeah, not- but that's about <laughs> it, and like... It's yeah,
0: a I mean, I would different different still, different I would still go to my local...
2: I mean, like, I know that Maryland, you can't shop the way that we do here in Virginia, but I mean, like, it's still like a bit of a hindrance that I have to go to a beer shop to go pick up things when I just want to do one-stop shop and pick up all the items in one day and go home. I will say the
1: interaction that you get, you know, this is kind of on a different note, but samplings in particular, when I was doing tastings up in Maryland, I'm doing it at more independent bottle shops. That was my favorite experience I could ever have because Western Maryland people are the most opinionated people that will ever front you. And I was with Bold Rock. (laughs) And Bold Rock Hard Cider was not sweet enough for them. So half the clientele drinkers that I was going towards, they wanted something a little bit more heavy F&B product or something more on the Angry Orchard side even that was fully sweet. But I loved the opinions that people were willing to give you straight up. Everybody wants to be reserved. Did
0: you really? do you really love their opinions,
1: honestly. I did because I was in the back end of that job, <laughs> so I got a big kick out of it. But it was also it was, it was truthful because at the same time I went back to Bold Rock and I was like, "Hey, stop sending me the Granny Smith apples. Send me the Virginia Draft. That is a red apple cider. It's going to be a lot sweeter, a lot more me- mellow. It'll work better." And on top of that, I didn't have cans up in that market. You don't have cans in Maryland. It's very hard to play in that game so
0: yeah and i i would i would also argue though like going to your local beer store you're gonna they're they're probably taking much actually well like the places i go to i know they're going to take much better care of the beer than what's going to be done at a grocery store like
1: and they're going to help upsell it too you know those evangelists that you want your corner want to help push that brand you're not going to get that from any joe that's a 17 year old stocking shells right now
0: yeah i love that i the places the places i frequent i can walk in and they're like hey chris try this and
2: see i still walk into places they're like do you need help (laughs) are are you (laughs) You lost lost? little girl (laughs) yeah I'm like, oh, good. We're still doing this. <laughs> and, I'm like, oh, good. and then like five minutes later, you sure? And I'm like, I'm looking at the labels. Leave me alone.
1: Chelsea, I feel like you like Ron Swanson going into Lowe's when he's like, can I help you with anything? He's like, I know more than you.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't say it. I don't say it. I resist the urge. <laughs> I just feel like I've set you on
1: the sour, and then just bounce.
2: I I feel like you have more leg, more of a leg to stand on, Bridget. You'd be like, <laughs> I literally made this beer here. Shut the fuck up. like, you know, like, uh,
4: uh, as far as like the different breweries go, I, Anderson definitely knows more about other breweries than I do. like yeah. I don't. I don't know that much about. Uh, not that I don't know that much. I mean, I know more than like the average person, but uh, like as far as like people who enjoy beer i think the the different breweries and the beers that they make is probably my weak point but how to actually make beer i could do that part
1: well i I think (laughs) um beer that's why i'm gonna bring you every single beer that we have
4: yeah i love that i love drinking beer so that's a plus for me the
1: uh
2: hyperos three it's in the work fridge
1: oh it is oh
4: yeah awesome
1: Oh, that's a pleasant surprise.
2: You know what else is <laughs> in
4: the work fridge? Uh, Eavesdrop brought over their uh, their cram- uh, It's like a raspberry seltzer with actual puree in it and glitter. <laughs> it's a
0: glitter,
3: glitter.
4: raspberry <laughs> seltzer.
2: Awesome. So you know? saying, was-
0: Uh I don't know. <laughs> I, I like. I feel like I'm just sitting in on your meeting again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so who who drove the um the rebranding and the reinvention of mustang sally because you've alluded to it and or just maybe flat outside it too it's a very big departure from the brand identity mm-hmm. that mustang sally opened with
3: yeah so
1: that's an interesting question because it's it's been everybody um Sean, our our founder and owner of the brewery, um, you know, worked with Ryan and Barrett, Uh, Barrett preceded me before I came into the role. And, you know, they helped develop this Freak Sour series in particular, Mm -hmm. uh, which is our our fruited sours, normally supposed to be semi-rotational. But, you know, the first one they came out with was actually this one, which is the Forbidden Freak. It's black currant, cinnamon, and milk sugar. And... It went over incredibly well. Um, So that was the first release back in November, and they saw the benefit of doing that. They saw the success from Simpsons did it in the summer and realized that, hey, we need to start playing in this game. Let's start doing this a little bit more on the uh, rotational side. But back in, I guess, January, February, whenever I came in, uh, those 16-ounce cans going on the small batch side weren't weren't really going to happen until at least for another year. Um, Because we were looking so heavy on the production side.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So it wasn't until May that we released uh half moon rising, which was the, uh check style dark lager. And that was just a matter of needing to get something out there into cans because we did a collab beer with Ocelot um, back in, I guess I was in March, right? I love them. Awesome. I, Ocelot and Adrian, all just everybody over there is good people. And, Adrian love is
0: one of the nicest people I have ever met in my entire life.
1: I love them. You know, he's such, he's, good people. he's I, good
0: people. I was down there one time before, and I, I, it was when we still had Uncapped Magazine. So I was dropping some off there and I just asked them if he happened to be there. I hadn't met him yet. And the bartender, he's like, well, oh, he's over there. And he was meeting with someone. And I looked over and he's scary looking. Like he looks like, he looks like he would be one of the meanest people in the world. So all I'm thinking is like, I don't know if I want to talk to him. <laughs> so I, he was talking to the guy for a while. I sat down, um, and the guy I was with had a beer and when he was done meeting with that guy, I was like, Hey Adrian, I want to introduce myself. I'm the editor of this magazine and I have a podcast dude talked to me for like two hours like we just yeah. sat there drinking beer together chatting it's just the nicest person in the world and it was towards the, it was at the end of the day every employee came over to say goodbye to him and give him a hug before they left today the for the day i was he, like he this gives really good hugs. this is like the most amazing place i've ever been and you are amazing i love you <laughs> And here I thought you were going to punch me for interrupting your meeting.
2: <laughs> You're a magical unicorn. Well, <laughs> so there
1: was one time I stopped by and I was just, I told Adrian it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. And this is actually prior to me coming on with Mustang Sally. And just told him I was having a rough day. <laughs> and he was just chatting with me. And he stocked up uh, the Golden Tea Pro because Adrian isn't, if you go into the Ocelot half the time, he's at the Golden Tea stand. Just, <laughs> he just sits there just racking his score up. He comped me for like two hours of just playing Golden Tee. <laughs> oh,
3: that's nice. And it's, it was
1: honestly like, you know, it's, it stuck with me because it's just, I, I knew him briefly. He didn't know me very well. It's probably the same way that you did when you had talked to him at first glance. And- yeah. I mean,
0: I had just met him. Didn't know him at all. He sat and talked to me for, I, I think it was literally like two hours. And it was finally to the point where I was like, man, I got an hour drive. I got to go home. <laughs>
1: i think adrian is a good uh epitomization of how the craft beer community really should be especially around here in Valdez yeah Valley.
0: one thousand percent yeah just
1: you know everybody's there to support each other everybody's there to help yeah. and i know him in particular and also the guys up at rocket frog in particular like those guys have come out and ha- helped to lend lend a hand at any op- any opportunity so yeah. you know i'm very thankful for those guys they're great people
3: yeah. yeah, I've I've
4: always been like a really big advocate for like just being like cool beer people, you know. Like I, I think a lot of people get a bad rep for like craft beer snobbery and like acting pretentious, and like that is so far withdrawn from who I ever was, you know. I mean, I'm still gonna like pop open a Miller Light if somebody gives me one, you know, and I'm not gonna like shit on anybody's beverage of choice, and being a bartender to start with like i just love all alcohol
3: so <laughs> i happen to be here I, I don't drink
4: you. anything <laughs> so i mean i think it's just it's just cool to it's just cool to be cool to other people and like not act like you're superior because you know a lot about beer i think that's super lame yeah
0: yeah so conversely i was at a brewery up in pittsburgh um had the same like basically the same thing I introduced myself to the owner, and their response was, "We don't do media." I was oh, like, "Oh, really? Oh, okay, never, never mind then." Yeah.
2: Jeez, like you can't even like be. I'm really nice. like, glad I didn't ask right like, right before that, like which brewery that was, because I was just like, "Oh, which brewery?" Like,
0: was yeah. funny. Like I was recording a podcast with a another brewery up in Pittsburgh, and they were thanking me for coming out and talking to them. And I was like, well, you know, some places don't want to. And they were able to instantly guess who it was. (laughs) So apparently (laughs) they just, they don't, they don't fit into the craft beer community mold of.
2: (laughs) No, but. So so in March, yeah, we definitely did that collab with off like right before the the world shut down. And then like
1: 30 half barrels with nowhere to go.
2: You know, it was just, it was such a weird time and like, but, and maybe this is just my perspective, but like it gave us the opportunity to kind of sit back and redirect. And I want to say that Sean, you know, was one of the driving forces in this like rebrand, but the rebrand really got legs once like we've had some staff like shovels and muffles and like whatever else. So I came on in November 2019 and, you know, Anderson's come on, Bridges come on, Paul's come on is our tasting room manager. And I think with the combination of like people that we have, we're, we're really giving legs to the rebrand. And I think it's really a, what I love about it, and what I love about working at this brewery is that it's a collaborative effort. All of us kind of have input, we, we talk to each other, and it's, it, I think it's a great working partnership. How yeah,
4: yeah, I love tapping into other people's minds about, like, what they think should be done. And even, like, as far as beers go, like, a lot of brewers are like, oh, I don't need your ideas. But I'm like, no, let me pick your brain. Like, what do you want to put in this beer next?
1: So, Bridget like weird. Bridget is so much fun. And I feel bad right now in particular because she sent me two emails over the weekend. This, When I asked her to, like, come up with a couple ideas about being like, hey, you know, we might do a little bit of a pastry stout. What do you think might work well? She comes in the next day with, you
0: know,
1: she's got a college ruled line paper. Like every single line is filled double column for like three pages. And I was just like, okay, cool. I was looking for like 10, but this, this will do I came
4: up with like 40 at least, at least. So I I do, like, these massive brainstorming sessions where, like, I don't know, I just get, like, carried away to the point of, like, being, like, psychotic, and I just spend, like, an hour writing down and researching all sorts of crazy shit. Like, the other day was, like, beer names, and I think I wrote down, like, probably, like, 20 different beer names, and half of them were terrible. I suck at beer names. It's
3: easier to
2: pull down from a lot than to create something from nothing. I personally so, yeah.
0: think I'm amazing at your name. So if you ever need help, give me a call. Oh, okay. well, Let the record well, show that Chelsea once again aggressively on rolled, rolled her eyes. Why is it so wrong <laughs> to point out when you're good at something? Huh? I'm
1: not gonna lie. I thought her eye was gonna stick. That was an impressive <laughs> eye roll. <It>
0: really <laughs> wasn't. Why why was that so eye roll worthy? I've I listed at least know. a I don't know. I've listed at least a thousand things I'm horrible at. Doing this in general as one of them. I list one thing that I'm good at other than not being afraid of being wrong and I get an eye <laughs> yeah. roll. Can't I be good at something? No. Jeez.
1: It's okay. I, I put, a, you, I put a, a Smash Mouth song on a beer this year and it was the worst flop we've had for a release. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what was it? So, like, oh,
1: as that was holiday so in my person, head. The market oh, will yeah. be ready for a light Blood orange, ginger, and black wine. I freaking so,
2: so. love that beer. It's As as the social media person, I don't like get half of the references of any of our cans, and I have to
0: do literal <laughs> research
2: <laughs> on the beer names because I don't watch The Office. I don't watch what? Seinfeld.
0: What is wrong no. with you?
2: You don't watch Seinfeld.
0: How have you not watched The Office?
2: Because I don't like any of the above. Show, want to show of who hands? Who
0: wants me to kick Chelsea out of the conversation?
2: Only
1: if she <laughs> says friends. No. Is funny. What? If you say Friends is funny and you haven't watched Seinfeld or Office, then you I
2: don't know. think Friends is funny. I
1: do. Okay, Chelsea, you're back in my good
0: <laughs> graces. <laughs> I mean, look, like I come up with beer names like that. It's amazing. Sands James is one of the most.
2: And
1: doing it live? I love doing it live. We're doing it live. We're
3: doing it live. Doing it live. Doing it live. Well,
2: I hope See, you got the live. reference. Doing it, Dad, it's a problem.
0: I love it. No, it's doing it's it recorded. No, it's <laughs> a reference to the um, to the uh. Why can't I think of his name now? Probably because I've had two beers that are strong. What's that guy's name? Come on, Anderson, help me out. Um.
1: John Bon Jovi. Uh, why am I blanking off first? Good,
2: you're doing it so good with those so good beer names that nobody knows your reference.
1: That was Bill O'Reilly, wasn't Yes,
0: it, it was Bill O'Reilly. He's
2: fucking Bill O'Reilly. Oh, God, he's the worst. He is the worst. <laughs> why but... are you making a Bill O'Reilly reference?
0: <laughs> because it's a hilarious <laughs> video of him flipping out about something happening. And he just screams, "Eff it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live.
1: It's like a Tom Cruise style rant at his like, production yeah. crew. And he's just like. Oh, uh,
2: you do the Tom Cruise fear of jumping on the couch? Like, let's throw it back to the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. The Oprah. I love
0: her. Ah! <laughs> so who, um, who does the label designs?
1: So uh, we have a, a graphic artist over in Alexandria. His name's Matt. Um, he, he does the majority of our work. Uh, we do a little bit of a tag team effort occasionally um, I've done the design on a couple of our beer labels I've mocked up like save bandit was one uh, ghost of wade 1 30 hilarious
0: ben. show Chelsea maybe you should watch it
3: <laughs> <laughs> um
1: and now you know we're doing the same thing i I normally mock up a label or send off the first iteration it's just gotten cleaned up in the past like two releases where we've kind of etched out this pattern of working with this graphic designer because he's sometimes he's very quick on them sometimes it's uh it's a fire drill so a lot of the times i turn out a label to make sure have something available and something ready for ttb approval um but yeah and that's another thing for 2021 is that having it clean and concise and fun and unique
0: finger guns So, I did a beer, I did a beer with Old Mother Brewing in Frederick named $200 Plasma. I bet you can appreciate that name, Anderson. Oh Edison.
3: my god.
0: What?
2: That's a not appetizing name. Are you talking about the, the the TV or the blood?
0: TV. It's an office reference.
2: Oh, no. I
0: thought of blood. Well, there's a picture of a TV like a broken tiny TV on the the uh the um label.
3: I know less. exactly. what exactly. <laughs> You know when I was in college, going, I used to I donate. Really. It,
0: it, at I least watch that it's episode, Chelsea. Life. Is the best episode of any show ever made, at least comedy.
2: I'm gonna watch it, and then I'm just gonna like sandbag it on the internet.
0: It, it's called the dinner party. Best um, episode of the Office.
2: fine <laughs> i haven't seen it i, I don't,
4: don't
2: know so it's better easy. apparently i'm not the only one i'm, ashamed so of I'm, both I'm
1: glad you brought up old mother brewing because i love those guys up there i love what they've been doing they're what was it the Dawn is, Dawn is a feeling <laughs> <laughs> like a I'm gentle.
3: they th-
0: they like to do they've been on a collaboration role lately they know mm-hmm. they like to do collaborations yeah. i will i will plant the seed with them
1: <laughs> i love it you know, it's funny. I drop some. I tend to drop some beer off to people whenever I'm in an area. I'll bring some extra samples and just be like, "Hey, what's up? I'm in the area. I'm dropping by." And I dropped off a keg to them because we had a keg of uh, the Impressionist uh, on tap for our fourth year anniversary party.
0: That's a great beer.
1: It's fantastic. I love it. I really do. And you know, I went up there and they treated me to a couple of pints of that. Uh, yeah, dawn is a feeling. I think it was like a white satin barrel Pinot Grigio, 5-month aged. Golden
0: do I don't think salad. I ever had that.
1: Oh my god, it's lovely. It was fantastic. And just a, you know, just an overall great day Frederick. Frederick is one of my favorite places. I love it so much.
0: Some people would say it's the East Coast capital of craft beer.
1: Some some say yeah. like that too.
2: Yeah.
0: And I used to say it a lot, and it was quoted by um, the comptroller of Maryland, so it makes it true. (laughs) (laughs) Soon to be be governor. I mean, not officially elected because that doesn't take place for two years, but he will most likely win the governor. I
2: feel like facts are out the window in 2020, anyways. No,
0: that happened like two years ago.
1: So I, I grew up in Charlottesville, and if I had to hear Napa Valley of the East Coast one more time, I mean, I agree with it, but.
0: It, it, <laughs> it started it started with um, Ryan Wagner, the Guinness Brewery ambassador, mm-hmm. before, yeah. what was that face for, Chelsea? I don't I f- even
3: know what f- face they made this <laughs> time. I,
0: I feel like everything I say just annoys you or offends you. I don't know why you agree to talk to me. <laughs> I um, just
2: see too much of you this week.
0: So before they opened the, the brewery, um, he came on to talk about it, the Guinness Brewery in Baltimore. And he was talking about Asheville, and he kept um, calling it the craft beer capital of the East Coast. And I kept correcting him like, no, I think you mean Frederick is. <laughs> And then he would say Asheville, and I'd be like, oh, you mean the Frederick of North Carolina? And so (laughs) it was just like an annoying joke I did for a year or so, and I figured to bring it back now and annoy Chelsea with it.
2: I live in Virginia. I don't care. (laughs) Because we got Richmond, and we got Richmond.
1: Uh, You have Charlotte.
2: I couldn't tell you the last time I was out in Charlotte, so we also have charlotte
0: so I don't think how I how many cease and desists have you guys received zero that's surprising
1: zero now
0: yeah. it has been
1: <laughs> so i think there was only i guess there's only one
2: There was human in uncaged and
1: uncaged was common source <laughs> uncaged was common source that was red carpet pick. <laughs> but uh yeah we haven't heard anything from anybody um uh i I will say i mean 2021 we are going away from that a little bit
0: Uh, i mean you did you were honored by um intellectual puberty for the new beer (laughs) it's not quite
1: we ever got a picture i love it
0: it's not quite as prestigious as um worst beer blog Um, blog. but it (laughs) is it's still an accomplishment to hang your hat on
2: I was like I was scrolling through, and I was like, "That's my photo." Oh boy, I'm. Curious. Oh, you should
0: send them a cease and desist for using your photo.
1: <laughs> I'm curious if they're local. I think um, they've got a little bit of local flighted view. I feel like.
0: I feel like they have to be semi-local, Um
1: yeah. or at least someone in tune to the scene.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know who it is. God. Um, but like I've always wondered the whoever it is him or her do they recognize the irony of them um calling out breweries for intellectual property theft when they are posting photos taken by other people or like they are yeah. stealing legitimately just, stealing other people's art i
2: was like that's my photo <laughs>
0: I've never, I i like, I've definitely, fuck you. I've definitely Ooh. photographed a lot of <laughs> beers that could be featured on there, but they've never oh. used any of them.
3: I'm you know,
4: at, at, when I was at we, Solace, like, we only ever got one cease and desist that I can remember at Solace, and it was like not even for one of the beers that we like stole a reference from.
0: What was it, it was for? From
4: uh, I think it was called Easy Peasy, and it was like a lemon milkshake IPA. And who holds a trademark
0: a for Easy Peasy?
4: Another brewery with a beer called Easy Peasy. Huh. But that was the only other time. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I know that 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 like actual lawsuits do come out of some of this stuff, but I mean, I've been in the industry for eight years, and I've never. Got it.
3: Anything close to being
1: like scary. So Sean, Sean did send me actually, uh, or he told me about it. This is prior to me coming on, but we got a season to this from the Los Angeles Angels um, about oh, yeah. a beer called Better Angels. Oh yeah. You know, it's just honestly, I, I can't speak to that beer as much. I. Safe to assume it was probably a pretty multi-IPA. We Did didn't...
0: it have anything to do with the...
1: <laughs> no. No, it was just called Better Angels. And it Man. just had
0: angels in the name and they thought there was a problem with that?
1: Yeah, maybe they were yeah. like, you know, sensitive to like, hey, maybe that holes acquisition wasn't the best move to get rid of.
0: <laughs> there's, there's literally no way that they could hold a trademark.
2: Um, that's on... not when we were doing like super fancy labels. We were pretty consistent with our labels and just kind of like putting the name and like changing the color so it's not like it was even like remotely stylized like uh Los Angeles
0: Did you follow yeah. the saga at all between hysteria brewing and the um the NFL No, no
3: I'm here for it no.
0: They like, it, it's pretty I I highly recommend listening to the episode where we talk about that cuz one tie their marketing brewer salesperson trifecta you
2: have all the time to do that in the day because the three of us have that he, he's
0: I, <laughs> he, he mainly just does sales but he 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 talks about doing all those other things and i'll probably get a message from him after he listens to this berating me um
1: well, I, feel, I feel him i feel him.
0: <laughs> so they they posted the artwork for this beer they were going to come out with called hashtag mvp and it was obviously the likeness of lamar jackson and oh i saw this even though i mean it was pretty close to not him but they instantly it got picked up by like every major baltimore uh cool. media outlet tv okay. baltimore sun had an article about it they eventually oh, got wow. a paper they got a letter from the nfl oh saying, sorry up. you can't do that <laughs> And they ended up. I mean, they worked. The NFL worked with them. Their lawyers worked with them, and they were able to alter the the label enough that they didn't have a problem with it. And they came out with the beer; it was still named hashtag #MVP. <laughs> I think they removed the eight from the jersey, though. Um, and like, yep. there was a couple other tweaks that the that they told them they wanted to make. But well,
1: looks, I'm looking at it now. It looks like they put a face shield over his eyes
0: the, the face shield was actually always there you can oh wait no originally i think there were
1: looks like they just include through the hysteria logo outplacing yeah. like the Descript raven and then the hysteria on the front yeah um yeah it still looks something similar but i i see where you're going with it's similar to like that uh the barry sanders one recently
0: well that was just a straight ripoff
1: but, <laughs> yeah, the, <mobile> one.
0: <laughs> but the best part of the um the, the whole story is that they came out with a beer shortly after it named? This paper actually smells amazing, because they said the cease and desist was scented. So <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, like like he said he opened the envelope and it just smelled amazing. So so they came out with a beer that said this 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 paper actually smells amazing. Oh, I wish I could. Awesome. I think I have an empty can of it here because I like I'm not gonna do justice of what it said, but it was like a toilet with a potpourri bowl on it and then a letter <laughs> inside of the bowl, and it was like dear hysterity, blah 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 <laughs> and then just like <laughs> NF and cut off.
2: <laughs> oh I love that.
0: Yeah, it was pretty funny. But listening to him tell the story is hilarious.
1: Uh oh. Is that oh, the one you did with Hysteria and Idiom, or is that just
0: no? That was I'm trying to nap, and that was just that was with um, that was just with Hysteria. Oh well, there was what's that?
2: That was your pandemic beer.
0: That was that kicked off the pandemic. Um, that, but there was there was one with Hysteria, um, True Respite and Oscars, not Oliver. Sorry, why do I always say Oscar? Oliver Brewing <laughs> Company? We did one together called Dream Team.
1: Yeah, I love that series of cans. Those three separate labels, right? Yeah,
0: each brewery did their own label.
1: That was so cool.
0: Yeah, the hysteria one, I was the basketball. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Ty. <laughs> I was the basketball that Ty was cradling.
4: <laughs>
3: no.
0: Hate him. Love I you, know Ty. <laughs> So actually, I mean, that is kind of surprising, because there are definitely a few cans that have, um, I would say, gone further than walk the line.
1: <laughs> yeah, the uh, new women on Cage certainly are like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's a
0: healthy dance <laughs> although i mean there's some there are some companies and some properties that just don't care because they actually follow like what trademark law is like yeah. from my understanding nintendo has never gone after a brewery and there are an unending list of of like Ninten- ours? yeah like of course <laughs> but but see ours ours goes a step further where it can't even it's like it's not even remotely dangerous because there are several stipulations and the only reason i feel like i speak confidently i've done two episodes based completely on intellectual property and breweries well, right. where i had an intellectual property attorney come on and talk about it so there has there has to be confusion like you have to like the consumer has to be confused that they're buying something made by another company. Um, There has, uh, I can't remember the other things right now because I've had several beers, (laughs) Um, but the super hype bros is original artwork. It's not like there's, I think it's, I think the threshold is 10%. If you change more than 10%, it is a derivative work. And the the super hypros 3 isn't just changing the just kind of nintendo same. artwork it's a completely original piece of work just yeah. with us drawn as those characters yeah so th- those are 1000% safe
2: right well with with the 10% like quotient like we turn them purple and blue so I don't, I don't
0: know if that would count but
2: i'm counting it
0: <laughs> but there, there would be very little confusion thinking that like seinfeld came oh seinfeld came out with a beer like, yeah.
2: well we're not making it again so
0: that's usually the safest bet yeah and it, no, it's really um i find it really interesting how viscerally craft beer drinkers feel about um mm-hmm this subject some like are hard line it's lazy and uncreative for breweries to do it some was that
2: sorry
0: (laughs) and then there are some that like love that nostalgia feeling which i fall in that category i i think as long as it's not a straight ripoff then if it's just calling back to or a homage to, I love that. Cause I love that, you know, getting the, the, those, uh, fun feelings of nostalgia. And I, and like coming from me as someone who has had photos stolen from publications, like people printed photos I took or made without crediting me for it and just ran them in a printed publication
1: right and that infuriated
0: me um so but i i like when craft breweries come out with an homage to something
1: so i think like you know especially on the homage setting is that you know it's fun to bring back those nostalgia tones and it's it's interesting to see like what size breweries go towards these type of lengths normally they're going to be the smaller ones yeah it was interesting when Duclaw started rolling out a little bit more. Of, yeah,
0: that's kind of surprising because they've definitely towed. They've they've come pretty close on a lot for such a huge, yeah. widely distributed brewery.
1: Because you know, you know, we're doing a small batch. We're putting thirty to forty cases out there. We're not making millions of dollars off of these beers. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if anybody knows how margins work, but we're not making much on any of the thirty, so we're not breaking the bank on that. Um, but. It is interesting to see how it's scaled up and how it might go one way and where the potential is going. Because I obviously don't want to pigeonhole into that. I don't want to keep feeding that market and make sure that we have an identity for ourselves. Um, But it is curious to see uh, when the larger scale breweries start doing more of this. And I I think it's more of like a well, is the market really pissed off at this or is it more okay now? but I think that line is going in between right now. A lot of people are going back and forth. I um, think, including myself.
0: Yeah, I, w- I was trying to quickly look for a bottle, but I think I don't have any left. Where um, <clears throat> uh, Great Lakes Brewing, humongous brewery, um, yeah. what, like 30, second largest brewery, I think, um, came really? out with. Yeah, like surprise! Like I knew they were big, but I didn't realize they were that I big.
2: big. I thought bells was bigger than them, but
0: well, it may be. They may be the thirty first. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's thirty one. I'm just They um, they came out with a Belgian triple named Triple Dog Dare You or Triple Dog Dare, and it right. has three dogs running with um turkey legs in their mouths like uh, an homage to the christmas story so Mm -hmm. i'm wondering i wonder if they got um if they worked with them because they're from cleveland and that's where the uh christmas
2: like posted beer today that was in reference to the christmas story too where it's like shoot your eye out
0: yeah i did that one definitely crossed the line and they did not do it in collaboration with anyone involved with the christmas story
2: (laughs) (laughs) i was like i
0: swore i saw that posted earlier yeah that one was called you'll shoot your eye out and it was a peppermint uh something something stout it was really good from brewery fire <laughs> tiny little brewery up in um i've
2: had their stuff i like
0: westminster yeah they i'm gonna make a beer with them in january i'm really excited because those guys are super god i'm just like <laughs> i'm gonna stop talking just gonna let anderson anderson you're in charge now <laughs> I don't want I don't I I I don't want Chelsea to sprain an eyeball. (laughs) Well, so
1: how did how did you get into beer in particular?
0: Funny story. So I actually I didn't drink for is this a real question? Do you really want to know? Yeah, I want
2: to know. I'm in charge?
0: Let's see how many eye rolls we can get through this. I um
2: this should be an I roll I roll an F bomb counter.
0: You know, if I if I wasn't lazy, I would when editing this together do like a rolling counter and like go with a bing. Um, but I'm inherently lazy and will not go through that trouble. <laughs> <clears throat> um I actually didn't drink for a good portion of my life. Mm-hmm. And then my wife and I went to the Dominican Republic for A long time high school... Actually, I don't even know how long I had been friends with. I think from middle school on. Someone I was friends with. And he was getting married in the Dominican Republic. It was an all-exclusive... All-inclusive resort. And I was there with like 10 of my best friends. So, I'm cheap also. So, I figured... I spent the money on this. I have to drink the alcohol. So... (laughs) (laughs) One of my friends who had just gotten back from being in the Navy and I went and we were in a pool and we just started drinking rum drinks. I told the bartender, I don't drink. Can you just put a little bit of rum in it? Dominicans do not listen to that. And, yeah.
3: Good
4: luck.
0: And he just held the bottle like straight vertical, tapping the bottom of it, saying, what? It's a Dominican little bit. So I spent that week drunk. <laughs> Um, and then let's say it was my, yeah, my, my, my sister and brother-in-law's wedding. I had, I drank some, uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest and I loved it previous to that. Like before I stopped drinking all I ever, like, I think the closest thing, the craft I ever would have had was rolling rock. And like I had like a drunk Guinness here and there and stuff. But and so I really enjoyed that Oktoberfest. And I right around that time is when I started working at the Frederick News Post. And the CFO who I reported to was part owner of Brewers Alley and Monocacy. And he also homebrewed a lot. And I had also just moved to Frederick, Flying Dog had just moved to Frederick so um that so like it was the combination of all those things where like i was just so much more introduced to beer that i started just getting into beer i became friends with the people at flying dog because i would go there so often and then (laughs) through my boss like i got to know the people at brewer's alley monocacy brewing and then then snowballed out of control i decided that (laughs) The newspaper should be doing podcasting, so I built a studio. No one told me not to, um, and then I started a podcast about craft beer. And no one told me not to, and it became popular, and so they keep so letting me do it.
2: You is what is the timeline on all of this? Yeah, what was our like origin date into the beers and to where to where we are now?
0: Two thousand eight ish i would say is when like that's when i started getting a flying dog fairly often um and then even though i was in the it department they because i was interested in beer and i was really good friends with the previous owner of the newspaper Mm -hmm. him and i would write stuff about frederick beer or maryland beer and i would have Mm -hmm. a column here and there writing about beer we started a blog um and then that died when we both started having kids and our lives got busy. And then the podcast started four years ago.
2: Got it. So you went from like
0: zero to 60 real quick. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, the thing is when flying dog first moved to Frederick, they didn't follow a single law that Maryland had in place. Um, you could go there, take a free tour, and sample as much beer as you wanted to. So my friends and I would go and do that.
2: I, would not go yeah, I did that, that once back in the day. What
0: would you say, Chelsea? I
2: said I would not go through that tour like a gazillion times just for free beer.
0: Oh, I didn't go on the tour. No. Like, okay, you would you go on a tour, <laughs> taste... <laughs>
4: I remember. I think Flying Dog was one of the first tours I ever actually went on, and it was also the first time I ever drank wort. And I drank um, it, and I was like, "This is delicious! I would just tastes <laughs> like candy." <laughs> yeah.
0: And that—I mean—that was cool. Like, super. Back then, <laughs> I, I didn't—you know—I knew very little about beer. The—the right. the strongest beer I was drinking there, like flavor-wise or alcohol-wise, was Old Scratch, their amber ale. I thought oh, their I, I, I thought the IPAs were disgusting. Like hated everything, and then <clears throat> so you
2: haven't, like gone to your full evolution yet?
0: No, it's Pokemon. Um, yeah, my which my five year old was obsessed with watching Pokemon they Might
2: be better friends with their five year old than you. You're probably
0: <laughs> more on level with her, yeah. <laughs> um, and. Uh-huh. So, like, touring there um, was amazing because I learned so much then. Um, I went up to Trogues right around that time, and it was when the owners of Trogues were still doing the tours. So, like, I got a tour from them. I went to – so, like, when I started getting into it, a friend of mine and I would go to the local um, liquor store and just buy – one bottle of just a ton of different things and just spend an entire Sunday watching football and trying different beers.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That was basically what I did when I first started getting into beer was I would just go to a bottle shop or a total wine or whatever, and literally just try every beer, whether I'd heard of it or not, or whether I thought I would hate it or not. Like I don't particularly like brown ales, but I've had like, Probably every brown ale ever because I was just like, I have (laughs) to know what it's supposed to taste like.
3: Yeah.
0: And it was funny too, like back then, like getting the newest stone or dogfish head beer were the sought after beers and the hard to find things. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, you know, it's funny that you're. So, obviously, I was, uh, I went to. University of Alabama for school you can Follow awesome. me along on social media because I won't Shut up about it at the time. <laughs> um, So w-
0: when I When I interviewed Adrian I also Interviewed Jasper and His business partner that I can't remember His name and travis. one of, One of yeah and one of the things I asked him because he was wearing an Alabama Hat or shirt or something I asked him why everyone from Down there won't shut up about going to Alabama <laughs> <laughs>
1: For me, it's a national championship. <laughs> because I, I, I grew up with season tickets to the University of Virginia and VMI, Virginia Military Institute. Really depressing football to watch. <laughs> so it was very foreign to me. But in the same – it's funny. With that same flip side, I went down to Alabama and craft beer wasn't legalized until – you know, or craft beer brewing uh, for the state wasn't legalized until about 2012. I don't think it was. So that was – that would have been my – sophomore junior year something like that i was there for a long time um but yeah there was a uh, i used to get the only craft beer store in tuscaloosa it's called corks and tops they uh, had about eight draft or eight nozzles that they could fill up draft um the growlers specifically were uh half gallon milk cartons
3: <laughs>
1: repurposed milk cartons it's the, i mean it's quintessential alabama yeah. it's everything you want and of course, the only beer that I could really get and that I was introduced to was Andy Gator from Abita, uh, because I was like, "Cool, this is a Doppelbach. A thirty-two ounce fill-up right now is seven dollars at the place a block away from my house, and that was the Ugh. first thing that, like, all my friends were introduced to with craft beer because I was a little bit used to it. You know, my "quote unquote" uh, pre age parties up in Charlottesville. You know, we. Blue Mountain, Star Hill, Devil's Backbone are already like very high functioning. They're setting the scene for the crap Virginia scene, yeah. Yeah. Um, and really a big precursor for a lot of the nation. To be honest, um, I think they did a lot of work on that. And yeah, Star I mean, Hill actually broke in junior year to I, Alabama with distribution.
0: I grew up in Pittsburgh. We had Iron City and Rolling Rock.
1: Oh, I'm I'm a big IC <laughs> fanboy. I just convinced. Uh, oh. I think Norm, Norm's beer and wine here in Vienna is the only place that consistently stocks IC in Virginia. So, you drink
0: it non ironically?
1: <laughs> I drink it ironically. <laughs> I do. So, I, I don't know. My personal go to is the old Montucky cold snack, but I can't get that. So, I got to go to Tennessee. And I go to Tennessee probably like two to, every two or three months because I'm visiting friends down there. So I go by total Wine and pick up a couple thirty racks.
0: Have you, um, <laughs> have you ever had the mango icy light abomination?
1: Oh my God, no! That's <laughs> <laughs> it's,
2: you it's, Anderson. Can you just bring some of this like icy beer in? Because I I need to understand what you guys are talking about. I, yeah, I don't know I either. Think it's a bastardized <laughs> keystone
1: yes. design, you know, yes. to be honest.
0: Say that. Um, say that again, Anderson. You cut out it, a little bit. It,
1: it tastes like a bastardized keystone light and PBR.
2: That's fine. To experience it. But I can.
0: I I will. I can get some next at the end of this week when I'm up there. I will bring down some Iron City. Perfect.
1: I love it. I love it. I'm actually trying to get up to Frederick within the next two weeks. So, that's you know, a good. Well, if you
0: make it up here, let me. I will make sure I get some then to bring, and then you let me know when you're here, and I'll give it to you. Because it's oh, not. Okay. It's not worth any effort beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> You say that.
1: You say that. But you have to understand that I also have driven up to District East just to pick up I see before. I've driven to Hagerstown just to get pramantis, and I live in Reston.
0: And so like, in is a little more understanding. People who love pramantis love pramantis. I'm I was never a huge pramani brothers fan. Um, I'm in the
1: middle. I'm in the middle. I like the fries, but I like I need an equivalency. It can't just be fries and pure sauerkraut half
0: the time for half the same coleslaw yeah or very (laughs) different thank you thank you there i went to um the winter classic how that was a while ago now um with the uh whenever we're recording stuff in person there's another person called named graham i haven't really gotten to criticize him much because he's not here when i'm recording virtually um, he's a real good friend of mine we've worked with each other the whole time we've been at the paper he's a huge hockey fan he grew up in this area so obviously he's a Caps fan he went up to Pittsburgh with me to go to the Winter Classic and what are you grimacing about the stupid Caps won that game um,
2: I still I still hate the Penguins excuse
1: you
0: well anyway so there's a Permani there's Brothers inside of Heinz Field where the winter classic was held and we were standing in separate lines so people had no idea that we were together because like we i I don't even think we were really talking that much to each other because my brother-in-law was with us also and i was talking to him we got up the order at the two registers and he's a super picky eater so and i'm wearing all penguins gear he's wearing all caps gear he orders a permanent In case you don't know Chelsea, which I'm assuming you're not familiar with Permane Brothers, there. No, but
2: apparently next time I go visit my cousin, I have to get some.
0: You yeah. should. Um, it's an experience. Um, they every sandwich, no matter what, like fish, their hamburgers, everything have coleslaw and fries on them. So. Ugh. <laughs> I like that. So, like, the fr- the noise that came through was that you were saying, "ooh," And then I looked over, but, like, you had a big grin on your face. Yeah. Was yeah. My face
2: said exactly what her voice said.
0: <laughs> so, Graham's a super picky eater and, like, started dictating all the different ways that he wanted the sandwich changed. And I just turned to him and I was like, you will order it the way it is intended to be eaten And, like, everyone around just looked like there was a brawl that was about to break out. Because I think he also turned and told me to go F myself. (laughs) So, like, there's all these people that just see a guy in a Caps jersey and a guy in all Penguins gear yelling at each other about Primanti Brothers sandwiches.
1: (laughs) So, it's – I love that because – it, it is true. I mean I, I'm guilty of it half the time. I I get a little bit uh anxious about ordering. I gotta make sure I'm, you know, making the most of it. the one time I'm gonna get this in a while.
0: Well if you go oh. to the original location, they, they won't alter it. At no. least they at least they wouldn't when I was growing up.
1: No, the one in, thankfully the one in Hagerstown is great. If you want to ferment your sandwich yeah. bread, you wanna get a pizza with it, you can get a pizza with it.
0: <laughs> well that so that's another thing. Not knowing permit, not only does it have a stack of fries and coleslaw on it, the sandwiches themselves are humongous. Oh, yeah. And the you last see- time I went there, they like you order your sandwich and they offer you then, would you like a slice of pizza on the side? <laughs> like, <laughs> just in case you felt like you haven't done enough damage to your body with the sandwich, we also have pizza to offer you. <laughs>
2: I don't think I could refuse that. I'd be like yes, <laughs> that's, I my thing. that's the thing
1: that like with so always around this time of year, I have a I have a cousin that he's all diehard Pittsburgh fan. Uh he lives in DC now. He works at the Smithsonian um and he's been on the art curatorial side, but
0: he, past Hey, does years- he know that woman who's the uh beer historian?
1: Mm uh I, honestly, i'm not really sure he's more he's more abstract art oh. and i think he, specifically he's been working in the asian american art museum so i pr- don't know if they're crossing paths i
0: what want to you? have her as a guest i think she'd be interesting to talk that to. that would
1: you. be awesome i'd love that
0: sorry your cousin oh you were uh, <laughs> Yeah, we,
1: we normally always make you know our, our yearly pilgrimage up to Pittsburgh. We normally package in a penguins game with Steelers game. Normally it's gonna be a Ravens or Browns game just basing on the end of the year. Um but a
2: Browns game this sure. <laughs> year.
1: But I think every every year it was the same ending to every single night. And it was going to the Promante that was in uh you know the Market Street one in the city center down in the C B D. And we always end up that one because well empty and they ran like three dollar shots of old granddad that was <laughs> your sandwich. So you know you get your sandwich and a three dollar shot of old granddad. That's a perfect way because you take your sandwich and you walk over and go watch every everyone falling their ass over on the ice skating rink right nearby. And it's a uh, it's a perfect Saturday night at midnight. <laughs> you want to do in the freezing cold
3: it's
1: a beautiful uh, night. So I'm going to continue <laughs> on to my rambling stories and actually carry on what you were talking about, that penguins and capitals, uh, you know, events that go on at the at a, I guess, at a stadium. Um, oh, you're drinking the crumbs now, Chelsea. Nice. Oh,
4: I wish I had a crumbs right now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: girl. I, I like—I have so much beer in my closet of all the things I need to photograph. And you it. Yeah, that's a weird place to keep it. <laughs> well,
0: I've I I've been room, I've, for
2: beers. I need a photograph.
0: I've been storing beer in my car since it's been cold out.
2: Yep. So oh, all yeah, oh yeah, exactly all cool. my hyper hyperos three is sitting out in my car because I was just like, I'm handing it out to people like candy, anyways.
0: My uh, my two <laughs> refrigerators at work are both full. Um, my i I'm finally making a dent in my. Um, beer cooler, but there will be a new Dan's Jams release soon, and I oh, will man. have to go get all of those so that'll fill up that space. <laughs> I'm in the process.
3: Drink
4: a place. lot because I never have extra beer at the house. Like as soon as it comes in, I drink it immediately.
1: Bridget, come take some beer from me because my fiance might actually break this engagement off because we're, <laughs> we're our. So we bought a, we bought a new house in Chantilly. We're moving in next week. And uh, yeah, the packing process has uh, unearthed the amount of beer that I have outside of what's been in the fridge and already taking up the space that she's been reaming me out for already. So,
0: when we moved in March, it was a a sad realization of how much uh, glassware and booze that I have.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm
2: not-
1: I, had, <laughs> I had I had to have the conversation <laughs> with yeah. because my. Bottle of Abraxas is from 2018. Doesn't mean that it needs to be thrown away, right? Yeah. Now.
0: Like <laughs> that, that um, all those bottles right there are only a fraction of what what is there. <laughs>
1: I think that's the that's the biggest thing she should be thankful about is that I don't collect anything afterwards because I tried and it uh, didn't go well. <laughs> she was like, "What's it's hey. like the empty cans." yeah yeah now she did oh now.
0: none of that's empty those are all full or mostly uh, full yeah. yeah those aren't empty bottles those are all uh bottles of whiskey and rum and gin uh, and uh, cool.
2: <laughs> so like i went home for thanksgiving and like bless my brother um he cool. <laughs> he's gotten into craft beer like just kind of since i've gotten into it he um worked with are at Precarious prior to COVID. Um, and it's just kind of funny to me. He he likes to collect the cans, and then I'm like sitting there <laughs> trying to figure out like where to put all the glasses in my mom's kitchen. And then it's just like, all right, these cans are empty. I'm just throwing them in the trash. Like, I don't care. Like <laughs> I was like, Yeah, I, I don't care. They're in the trash. Like, that. we're not doing this. <laughs> like, this is not a collector's space. <laughs> yeah. <it> was- <laughs> savage it's fine a frat boy thing to do yeah i don't I, even i i used to keep my cans and then i grew up
0: i have a wall of yeah, cans right? now I have on my house. desk so people can't look into my office and see if i'm there that's true. that's the only collection i have yeah the it,
1: only. i think the only yeah. cans that we have saved right now are the uh the hello newman one but that was those might
0: I, be needed for evidence
1: Chris, that was a, that was specific. So it's funny. I, uh, so I proposed to my fiance on the bottom of the can. Uh, oh really? Because, yeah, because I, I don't know. I, I don't like to take myself seriously. I mean, I do, but I don't, it's, there's no need for time for it. So I'd rather just cut through and just be like, Hey, something fun. So I, I, yeah, we were trying to, I was trying to think of ways that'd be fun to propose. So I took, uh, First run of the batch of Hello Newman Cans, we were running them with Ironheart, so I just put a special message on the first half or first case that we were going to pull for key C reasons anyways. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's did it question. just say,
0: will you marry me, or what did it say?
1: It, so, it was, it was simple. It just said, will you marry me? Um, you should have was, just
0: let the entire run say that. There have been a whole bunch of really confused people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to do that. I really did. And Sean was against that.
0: Uh uh-huh. See, like that's one of the things i a, love about road. like i love about the old mother guys is that they will do goofy and stupid stuff like that at the drop of a hat
3: <laughs> exactly
1: well it's good too because i mean like number one if someone finds it i love the conversation that might come afterwards. Yeah. and the best part is that like the whole purpose of me doing it on the can was the best way that my fiance could say are you fucking kidding me before deciding to spend the rest of your life with me because the most important decision of her life was questioned with the face of Wayne Knight on it. <laughs> so, uh, and the one upsell I do want to have to that is I did propose at an overlook down in Shenandoah right next to a, about a 25 foot trailer where the guy was vaping bubblegum smoke the entire time. Nice.
0: So, so this is the highest of- level of romance possible. Uh,
1: you know, just between Wayne <laughs> Knight on a can saying, will you marry me with bubblegum smoke plumes coming into your face? Was her
0: I, was her response, <laughs> Are you effing kidding me?
1: It, it was are you fucking kidding me? Okay. Did.
0: My wife said the same thing.
3: <laughs> 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 That's great.
1: So the good thing is that I did cap it off. We went to uh went to Pendruid brewing afterwards, which nice. I don't know if you know about those guys down yeah. here. Oh. It was it happened to be the release day for their three year uh spontaneously fermented condition on raspberries, so it was a lovely
0: day for at least me <laughs> um mine was a day after a friend's wedding we were at we stayed at a bed and breakfast and she was completely hungover. over um <laughs> no, i thought it, thought it was a good time <laughs> i had a plan and i was gonna barrel forward through it no matter what the circumstances were
2: Apparently, I, I mean, I, it worked out for you, so it's yeah. fun.
0: But her response was, Are you effing kidding me? Because she thought, No, it was, Are you effing with me? Because she thought I was messing with her.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: And here we are, that 14 like years how
3: later.
0: <laughs> Is it 14 years? That's math. Yeah, it'll be 14. This year. <laughs>
3: That's math. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, well, my daughter snuck in here, left the door open, and the dog keeps coming through, and I think we're probably minutes away from Chelsea's best friend of my five-year-old barreling in here, (laughs) Um, and I don't know if Chelsea's eyeballs can take any more rolling, so. Well,
2: my puppy can't take any more dancing, and she's like, button, button, button,
0: button. But. Thank you all so much for coming on and telling me your story. Thank you. Anderson, let me know when you're in Frederick. I will do my best to remember to bring some Icy Light. Wait, do you want Iron City or Icy Light? Very different beasts, but equally awful. I'm on the
3: beach.
1: So okay. I'll be honest, I'm an, I'm an Icy Light person. Okay. I, I love I love the, the OG, but... I mean, let's be honest. If I'm drinking that. I'm drinking the
0: volume. So they, they have that at District East? Surprise. So District
1: East has been stocking it, yeah.
0: I never uh, – That's
1: where I sent my cousin. Uh, it's where I at least remember being able to pick it up in Frederick consistently.
0: Well, maybe I don't have to worry about getting it in <laughs> Pittsburgh. Although I feel like it, there's a little bit – there's an added touch to it if you get it in Pittsburgh.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and there's a honestly a, a much better chance that it's going to be a lot more fresh. Um, Is it ever
0: fresh, though? No, probably
1: not. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I know for a fact that Norm's Beer and Wine in Vienna, like, I looked at that same 30 rack that was sitting for about six months. So uh, it's safe to assume uh, some of them are fresh.
0: I don't know where I have it. I have, um, my sister-in-law gave me um, an icy like can from the 70s. That has all the Pittsburgh sports teams on it for Christmas one year, but for some reason it's not in this room, which is weird. I don't know where I would have it other than in here.
2: It's in all the boxes that you have in storage with all your other beer cans or beer beer glasses. No. No.
0: No. <laughs> I would. No. I would Glad never. I I um have promised myself I won't let it get to the point where I have to rent storage. It's probably on the shelf somewhere, but just behind something. <laughs>
3: it hurts.
0: I don't care enough to look more. Um, so I will get you some fresh Iron City and see, light. Do you want some of the mango abomination? It's awful. Yeah, it's just straight <laughs> awful. Like
2: Christian and I are just gonna say yes to all of this. All right, I will. Yeah, I like. I like i like some shitty beer
0: <laughs> well this is right up your alley then <laughs> it checks all those you. marks
2: you. perfect
0: <laughs> all right thank you so much for your time thank, thank you, you everyone for watching and listening oh wait so wait uh, real quick yeah, though no, tell no. everyone where they can find mustang sally <laughs> where's the brewery where's that getting be, back to the worst. yeah we haven't <laughs> talked about mustang sally in probably close to an hour
1: <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> right now we're only within uh, a little bit tighter circle within Northern Virginia, uh basically Winchester to Gainesville up to Arlington uh and DC. We're not in Maryland just yet. Uh hopefully going to be there with in the start of 2021 and uh see where we're gonna go from there. But yeah, check out your small local bottle shops in DC, your independence, uh, and check out everybody in Northern or Virginia. can
2: you visit us in the brewery at, down in Chantilly. We've got plenty of space in our tasting room. We do have outdoor seating. And we have puppy dogs. Absolutely. And you
1: can watch every single flight come in to Dulles Airport over top. So,
2: <laughs> and you can and
4: watch that. me dance behind the bar and behind the brewery. That's
3: actually
1: <laughs> I do a
2: lot of dancing.
1: Honestly, bre- dancing from the brew deck is... It's it's
2: phenomenal. So you guys have a <laughs> that video of that, right? Cool.
1: I got you, Chelsea.
0: And it's it's okay. msbrewing.com, right?
1: Correct. Okay. J- L- let's go towards Instagram. The okay. website is a work yeah. and project. So. And it's it's
0: msbrewing no. on Instagram and Facebook, right? Correct. No, it's um, What's I'm that?
2: It's Mustang Brewing. Okay. Let me double check because, yeah, it's Mustang Brewing.
0: Well, I'll tag and link. To, in the cool, description great. and Wonderful. stuff below.
2: So happy. Let's see if there's a bump.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. As I was saying, thank you.
1: Thanks again for having us on tonight. I really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely.
2: Any of these ever
0: What'd you say, influencer?
2: I said you're never going to have me on any of these ever again.
0: Yeah, it's a safe bet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yo,
1: I, I think you need to change it to brand invigorator. <laughs>
0: all right anderson bridget influencer it was great talking to the three of you (laughs) and uh thank you everyone for watching and listening cheers cheers the uncapped podcast is produced by graham cullen and me chris sands be sure to like us on facebook and if you've enjoyed these podcasts please leave us a review on google play or the itunes store A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening.
3: Oh my God, that's good.